This episode of What's the Chad podcast is brought to you by nothing. We have no sponsors, and we certainly won't have any sponsors after this particular show. Thank you. Kick back, relax, sit down, and enjoy the show. And welcome to episode five of What's the Chat podcast. If you notice that staticky thing, it's Michael Shevelep's crappy microphone. But anyways, uh, I'm here again with Philadelphia Stockley. He has not quit the show, which is amazing. Shout out to our zero sponsors. We love you. Let me bring you on to the show here. He is the controversial. He's considered a conspiracy theorist. He's sometimes misunderstood. He's our friend. Mike Shevelup, a.k.a. Brogy Bear. Mike, welcome to the program. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. It's good to be here on What's the Chat. So let's let's just get into it here. What is a conspiracy theorist? Uh, well, a conspiracy theorist to me is uh, an investigator of sorts. They're just generally foundationally kind of a curious person. Uh, I think a conspiracy theorist ultimately is someone who cares in some capacity too. They care about, you know, whatever it is, the theory uh, and the implications of that. Do you, so, so people might think of you as like a crazy person. Why? Uh, well, <laughs> the term conspiracy theorist was actually created by the CIA, CIA uh, to make that that outcome to have people think that these theorists were crazy. And so it would discredit the things that they're saying before anybody even heard what they had to say. Okay. So, so we, we weren't sure that our listeners were ready for you. So I kind of brought your name up last week. I said some things maybe that you don't feel were fair of me to say. Uh, Why don't you get into that? You kind of threw me under the bus a little bit. Yeah, you said I believed in this reptilian thing, which is kind of a joke. In all honesty, uh, and although there are people out there that believe this reptilian kind of conspiracy, that bro, it's reptilian shapeshifters. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the sh- that's right. You can't forget they can shapeshift. Uh, I said, I said, I think I said that you were showing us a video. And I saw the Queen with reptile eyes and Hillary Clinton with yep, reptile eyes. Definitely Hillary. And Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Barack Obama, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those videos are there. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Because to me, it's pretty suspicious. But, you know, it gets explained away like it's no big deal. But I don't know. Um, I find conspiracies interesting. Um, some of them are way out there. Like the reptilian shapeshifter stuff is just too... For me, it's two out there, and I don't know how they all connect together. But, but there are some that I'm, I'm kind of like that's interesting. Like that's I could see that, but that's sometimes about as far as I go uh, in terms of them. So, yeah, and with conspiracy theory, what it boils down to, uh, in essence, is this sort of good versus evil kind of narrative. There's a nefarious you know, individual or group of individuals, you know, conspiring uh, to trick or fool, um, you know, the common person. So, uh, yeah, that's a big part of conspiracy theory. Well, I'll say, I'll say like right now, like me, me, Jimmy and Mike have been friends for years and years and years and years. We've had many uh, sit downs. We've had wings together. We've had drinks together. We've had uh, burgers together like we like we always hang out and get together and i'm not gonna lie like brogy gets me thinking like he he makes me be think like hmm that's interesting like you always get my get the wheels turning in my head so so would you say that's kind of like a job of a conspiracy theorist too like to take like the the maybe someone who's not looking into all of these things and opening their eyes uh absolutely uh if you if you believe in a conspiracy theory by nature, you believe in kind of, you know, a secret. So you believe something that uh, you want to tell others because they're not in the know, they don't know the truth or, you know, they're being deceived and you want to, you want to, you know, correct that. So it is trying to persuade people and show, you know, evidence to back up what you're saying. 
Uh, Brogy, obviously with the, I mean, we'll get right into it as well. With the coronavirus out there, it seems like these conspiracy theorists have sort of just become this huge rising right now about what's going on. Can you kind of shed light on what you think is happening with this coronavirus? Now, the way I understand it and the way it's been told, I believe, is that it originated in a particular uh, area of China. Uh, it was transmitted through somebody consuming uh, a bat, I believe. And then that person, then it just began to spread from there, from China, and then through travel and then through to the other countries. Is that accurate or is there more to the story? I'd say that's a representation of the truth. Uh, much of that can be accurate. Did the virus originate in Wuhan? Yes. Uh, did it originate at the wet markets? Possibly. Coincidentally, uh, the level four bio super lab, uh, one of a handful of super labs in the world, is I think across the street from the actual wet market where the supposedly this infected bat or whoever ate the bat or bat soup, I'm not sure what it was, where it came from right across the street so this the speculation is that uh, it either got out of the lab or possibly released from the lab so you're saying that this thing possibly was designed in a lab uh almost certainly i would well i can't say certainly because if it, if it did come from the bat then it is just a mutation but if it did come from the from the lab, yes, it would it would have been a created virus. I believe there's a company that actually has a patent on the virus. Like the name escapes me at the moment. So, in in preparation for this podcast, we talked about perhaps doing a quick Zoom meeting, uh, which you didn't want to do because because nope. you said China has created Zoom. Why don't you go into that and how does it tie into all of this? Well, simply and and you know. I don't know every little detail of this, but um, a company in China does own a large portion of Zoom um, and all their, their data servers or communication servers are located in China. So anytime you're hosting a call or a video conference, um, every, every bit of data goes through China. So um, my suspicion there is that they're just, you know, recording, analyzing capturing every bit of data and possibly just by virtue of having the program on the computer, you possibly are opening yourself to some sort of backdoor, but uh, that's have, have, just me being extra safe. Have you guys, had you guys even heard of zoom before this? No. Isn't that interesting? I have, I hadn't either. I yeah. hadn't heard of zoom until the coronavirus shut everybody in their houses. And that, you know, I could fit that in the conspiracy too and say, Hey, You've never heard of Zoom. It was not this big worldwide thing. But as soon as we have this pandemic, how's everybody staying connected? Well, through Zoom. So my question. More than ever. One of my questions is, is if in fact that they created the virus in, in the lab and it did accidentally get out, how is there not a, did they not have a cure on hand? Uh, so that's. And this is the ironic thing is supposedly they build these labs and they create these viruses so that they can, they, well, they say they create the virus so that they can develop a cure for a virus that potentially could come down the road in the future. But really they're, they're creating this thing. So it's kind of like, okay, why are you doing that? But ironically that lab also had uh, you know, it's a Chinese lab, but I think they got $8 million or more of funding from, Barack Obama is uh, during his time in office. So why why would they release this virus, accidental or not? Why would they need it? Uh, well, it could be a many many reasons, but my my theory on that is uh, because Trump be recently beat them pretty bad in trade negotiations. Uh, the new trade deal was much 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 more fair, even in you know you could say in America's favor. Uh, and I don't think they like that. So what do they do? Potentially, in theory, they release a virus. Uh, they allow it to spread uh, in cooperation with the WHO, uh, which 
basically covers their tracks and says, oh, no, there's no human-to-human transmission. And so they allow people to carry on, you know, their lives as normal. Uh, China, of course, locks down Wuhan or Hubei province. They lock it down so that those people, you know, can't infect the rest of China. But yet they let the citizens there take international flights and fly all the way around the world and, you know, essentially letting the virus spread. Uh, that's how it spreads. And then the end game there is most likely either uh, just only economic or possibly economic and, you know, uh, just a bio attack, literally taking out citizens through a virus. So you talk about the who, and a lot of people believe that uh, a conspiracy. So believe that the who in China were in fact working together, which is why Trump had cut off funding. Why to the who is that correct? Yeah. Um, they've, I think they've gloated in their own publication saying they called it the Chinese health organization. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they've, the U S shut it down because the, the information they got was, you know, almost unacceptably faulty to say no human to human transmission, basically pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, this trusted body. And then it turns out that, Hey, no, this virus is actually spreading human to human contact. So yeah, they shut down the funding, uh, but they still have their largest funder now who uh, is the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation. So why would Bill Gates want to still fund the who after this sort of information? Um, you know, it's interesting because Bill Gates, you know, he works with computers. Um, there's so many interesting ties there too, but uh, you know, working with computers, they get viruses and then he all of a sudden has an interest in, uh, in vaccines and, and, you know, dealing with viruses of that affect humans. So, He's been funding. He's been funding vaccination and and uh, studying of viruses for a long, long time. So I I don't know what his end game is, but he's pushing. They're definitely pushing a vaccine here with the coronavirus. What's the what? Is, sorry, Phil, go ahead. It might seem like we're kind of like jumping all over the place, but you know these are like legit questions that we have, and that maybe some of our listeners have too. Um, do you do you feel like the World Health Organization, and even to scale it down a little bit, like the Canadian government, do you feel like they've overstepped their boundaries uh, with all the lockdowns and all the things that they've been doing to try to prevent the spread? Um, Well, in theory, the people that are ordering these things are all possibly in the know or influencing each other to, you know, perpetuate this lockdown. I honestly don't know even if the virus, I hate even saying it. It's it, They're saying now that it's gone around faster than anybody thought because they're testing people now who already have antibodies. So it's looking, it's looking like, and I, I don't want to downplay the virus because I know people have died and, you know, that's a tragic, it's tragic. You know, we're going through a really tough time. People are losing lives. This is real. Uh, but at the same time, the numbers, it seems, have been inflated in a way to almost um, hype up the lethality of the virus and perpetuate a lockdown so that, again, I think for economic reasons, it's, it's a bit of an economic attack. That's my theory. So, like I, so like I was just looking at the, at the stats today. We, all, we live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. There's 90 active cases in Edmonton. How many people live in Edmonton? Like one and 1.1 million or something like that? I, I would say probably around there. Yeah. The, the Edmonton area. Yeah. So do you understand like why people might think this is a little overkill? Yes, uh, definitely. I think people are hypersensitive to how this thing is transferring. I, I think people think you look at somebody and you're transferring a virus. I don't think they realize you have to particularize the virus and transfer it that way. And it's very difficult if you're doing, you know, pretty much safe, uh, basic safety precautions, like wearing gloves, uh, mask, you know, the social distancing, all these things are doing a wonderful job, I think. Yeah. So 
And in, in, in the same uh, sentence, good job, Edmonton. Only 90 active cases. That's yep. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And obviously, everybody wants to try and do their part, regardless of what, how we feel or what we think, because it's not always about us. It's, it is about the other person. And, and you know, even those who may be asymptomatic, they, they don't want to spread it, right? They may have it, not know it. They've, there's been that sort of talk out there. My thinking on that, Jimmy, is actually... I I think potentially this was made by China, mm-hmm. and I think they intended it to be deadlier than it actually maybe is. I think they released it back in December, and I think because there was a really really bad illness, a lot of people got in December, and yeah. I I possibly think that that was was it, but they it, they failed and it wasn't as lethal as they thought. Um, and so they had to use, you know, their influence with media and, you know, people in government, the deep state, et cetera, et cetera, all these puppets to pull the wool over everyone's eyes and, you know, essentially create a panic. So I have, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because my business partner, uh, he was back in December, came home from Mexico after Christmas and he was diagnosed with an upper respiratory infection, but they weren't quite sure what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking back about that. And it's like his symptoms were very similar to what this is. But that was before we thought it was here. Yeah. And that's the thing. The symptoms, I mean, they keep saying, hey, you could be asymptomatic. Well, if everyone's going to be asymptomatic, then is it really, you know, should we really be afraid of someone because they don't show any symptoms? And it just creates this kind of a, a perception of fear um, that really I, I don't like. But I think we're getting through it. In all honesty, I think we're getting through the, the dark times here. Um, yeah, one of the things, Phil, I'll mention too, is I know back in December, especially at my work, or actually even dating back to maybe late November, I had I was at work and we had some coworkers that, who were diagnosed with uh, pneumonia, which is also, I, I believe is respiratory, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've had pneumonia. It sucks. Yeah. Really bad. So who, who knows on that, on that thing? I'll ask one question before we go to break. Mike, how come like mainstream media, especially in the United States, things like CNN and, and some of the other uh, networks aren't getting on board with, necessarily the correlation between the who and china uh i think they're all on the same team i think uh the people that push the agendas of you know most if not all of the mainstream networks i think they're all working on the same team they're trying to subvert i think they're trying to subvert america subvert freedom gain control okay so yeah yeah Quite <laughs> All right, we'll have more here after the break with uh, Brogy Bear, a.k.a. Mike Shevelup. Thanks, Mike. We'll join you. We'll, we'll pick it up right after the break here. And welcome back here to What's the Chat podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that first segment. Uh, we are here with obviously Philadelphia Stockley and joined by uh, conspiracy theorist Mike Shevelup, aka Brogy Bear. That's what we've labeled him. That's what we're going to go with. But he's uh, more than that. He's a good friend of ours. Mikey, welcome back. Phil, you had a question coming out of the break here. Yeah. So we're still gonna we're still gonna keep on the coronavirus thing for a, a little bit here. Uh, how did you feel about, uh, them opening up the beaches down in the States? Um, bold steps. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people in the States, I think they're, they're fed up and I don't think they were going to be able to hold them back much longer. I think they were, they were ready. So it's like, you might as well let them get out there. I don't know that they're fully respecting the distancing and everything that they should be. I mean, you got to be careful with reopening, but yeah. um, one thing I, I actually wanted to mention uh, that I forgot, um, YouTube, early on before the virus was really, we knew much about it. Uh, anyone that was on YouTube, I think in January, um, 
talking about coronavirus, their accounts were being banned and taken down. So, really, the, yep. Uh, Why? The theory there, uh, I don't. I think it's pretty solid. Is uh, YouTube's trying to get into China, and uh, they need to basically make China happy. So I think they were probably given a list, you know, uh, a ban list essentially, and they probably cooperated in a sense to try and appease, you know, Chinese authorities. Wow. Have one of the things I've questioned and maybe I'm just stupid, but um, have you noticed lately with social media? I noticed this a little bit as I'll get these suggested tweets that I should check out. Is that some sort of like algorithm or how is that being determined that is it based on things I like retweet or search? Like, how is that? Yeah. And we got to be careful with how much we put on these platforms because they're controlled. Right. So. Uh, these suggested tweets, uh, it's not necessarily something you're going to like, but it's something that probably someone is paying to have you see, or even worse, it's part of an agenda that someone wants you to believe. So it, those sorts of things you got to watch out, you know, suggested articles, suggested tweets. Um, you, that's where subtly that's kind of a, an attempt at brainwashing essentially. So what you're saying is we shouldn't be surprised when there's three listeners to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes. Uh, essentially, if you fall into a bucket that they label as um, against them in some way, shape, or form, they can just flip a switch and on the back end it just shuts you down and you become what's called shadow banned. And that's where all your content is made and to you, it looks like it's going out there, but to anyone else who's logging in, uh, they're not able to find you in search results unless they spell out, you know, the exact title to the word or to the letter. Um, you know, you're not going to come up in other people's suggested or new, new videos feed. So it's tricky. Yeah. And it's, it's in pretty much, I think most platforms. So kind of, kind of related, but, what are some things that you've been doing with uh, with a little bit of extra time maybe you have because of the lockdown and uh, everything's closed, not much to do? Uh, well, I'm trying to do some spring cleaning. Uh, got some renovation going on that's kind of on hold now because, uh, well, COVID. So I'm kind of in limbo right now waiting for we get a garbage bin that comes by my my complex every year for spring cleaning so i'm waiting for that to drop so i can just start chucking a bunch of stuff and that's my big project and that's keeping me pretty busy so do you do you do much for like research of different like conspiracy theories and stuff oh every day i mean you know i'm connected you know how much how much how many hours a day do you spend like looking into these things not much not as much as i used to certainly once you open the door or start going down the rabbit hole, uh, there's a kind of a big hunger because you, you know, the curtains pulled back and it's like, you can see all these different things. And so you're just really so hungry to like consume any... content. And so now I don't, Yeah, it's more of a passive, you know, I'll take things in, I'll watch, I'll watch Fox news. I'll put it out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah people and you know people are gonna be i'm i'm gonna be labeled because i said that now you know and that's and this podcast i'm gonna probably disappear after this and no one will know where i ever went <laughs> yeah yep there's just gonna be a, a quote that says i watch fox news and it's gonna be on what's the chat and we'll all be banned <laughs> so so speaking of fox news fox news you're 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 a Trump supporter, yes? No? Big time. I almost donated to the campaign in 2016. Oh, Wish my I did. gosh. Oh, my gosh. People just and shut this the... is where everybody turns Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me let me ask you this. You're good. You're good, dude. Um, But, like, how do you... Okay, before you... Okay, okay I'm going to ask you, why are you a Trump supporter? I'm going to ask you that question, then I got a follow-up one. So... I kind of always was interested in Trump because he was kind of this self-made millionaire, you know, growing up and never really heard a lot of the, the, the bankruptcy stuff and, or, you know, some of these other things that are negative maybe about him. 
you know, you see him do a little cameo in, in Home Alone uh, 2. And then, you know, he came out with The Apprentice. And I almost actually wanted to apply for the show when it first came out. I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, a business opportunity. Maybe you'll hire me. But I knew I was, like, too young or whatever at the time. You would have got fired first episode. Uh, well, I mean, the people that are on that you show, you got to give them credit. Because they're, you know, a lot of really, really talented people. But, um, you know, I really like the show. I watched the show a lot. So, you know, I was a fan, you could say. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had, I think I had the same opinion of them as a lot of people did. You know, a bit of a loud mouth or a bit, a bit brash, you know, rubs people the wrong way. But overall, I, I thought he was a pretty good guy. Uh, certainly nothing that came out, you know, when he started campaigning, you know, as soon as he started campaigning, he pretty much was instantly labeled a racist and uh, all this other stuff, you know, that comes out of the woodwork when someone becomes, you know, a, pre- a, can- a presidential candidate. But uh, I, I supported him because I liked the platform. I, you know, I've, I've watched America and I watched America fairly closely over, you know, since nine eleven. <laughs> Uh, because it became a very, you know, I think after that time, we all started to look at the world a little bit differently. So I looked at America quite closely because they're, you know, the superpower. And just seeing how the leadership just kind of would, you know, kind of steer things in a bit of a bad direction. And, uh, you know, he had such good ideas and, you know, America first. And, you know, he talked such a I thought he talked really well about what he wanted to do to accomplish. And so I, I was like, yeah, this is what we need in the world, not just for America, but we need a leader like this in the world, you know, someone who's going to keep these other powers in line and, you know, fight for freedom and these other things in the world and, you know, finally defeat ISIS and all these other things. So, yeah, I was, a, I was definitely a fan. And when the alternative was Hillary Clinton, whew, that was, that was really, I probably, that was it more than anything. I think probably was the fact that the alternative was way worse than, you know, than having Trump in there. So my other question is, how do you deal with the fact that if you're a Trump supporter, you're automatically, I guess you're, you'd be labeled as a racist, a bigot. Um, I mean, you name it. I mean, some of the things that he has done and said, which is very hard to defend, um how do you how do you defend those things like how do you ignore like are you like do you just ignore some of the some of the stuff where you look at like because a lot of it's cringeworthy yeah like the access hollywood stuff definitely cringeworthy um you know the megan kelly comments um certainly things that he says that are there they grab people's attention though too and you know he he's got a style that I think connects with people. Uh, it may not be a, totally appropriate or quote politically correct, but it's connecting with people, and I think it's been it's what got him the election. How did so Sorry, one of the ahead, one of the biggest one of the biggest conspiracies of our lifetime, and you just mentioned it was nine eleven. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? So life was going along pretty pretty normally uh for me i just was out of high school graduated and uh the only thing i knew by way of conspiracy theory at that time in my life i think was uh you know jfk like that was the the only branded conspiracy theory that i had grown up knowing uh, and then 9-11 happened i remember waking up and uh hearing on the radio how they said a a little Cessna or something had hit into a tower. They thought it was like a sign plane or something. I think because the initial reports were so unbelievable. Turns out, turn on the TV, see one of the twin towers smoking. And as I'm watching the next few minutes, another plane hits it. And I'm thinking, how is this possible? How, how are these planes not, not out of taken down, you know, shot down by the arm, uh, by the, you know, the air force or something. How, how did they let them hit the the towers? And that's just really was puzzling. And then tower seven, another, you know, another tower that was not even nearly as tall, but it, I think it was 20 or 40 stories tall or something like that. And it free fell and that tower went down, but it wasn't even hit. And and it's like, how is that possible? You know, and then they're finding 
pristine passports from someone on the plane on the street down below. And that's how they say it was these terrorists. And it's like, well, how is that even possible? And so it's yet just, the, yet yeah. the heat men- melted steel beams, right? Uh, exactly. And the architects and engineers that say it's physically impossible for that to happen. And then you look at some of the video and it looks like there's explosions, you know, at the moment, pr- just split second prior to collapse. Uh, and then, yeah, so, something so took all out in all you're seven. saying all in all, you're saying those airplanes didn't take the World Trade Centers down. Um, there's theories. Uh, I think there was I think it was a combination. Some say that there was explosives on the planes. Some say there were no planes. Uh, and it was all coordinated uh, with the media. Uh, I believe there were planes. I believe there were people on the planes. Um, I believe essentially what what happened with what that was, I believe, was a a ritualistic sacrifice, a satanic sacrifice. Um, And so I believe there were people on the planes. But uh, the towers fell, I believe, because they had explosives uh, set up throughout the buildings. They they had, I believe, cleaning crews or something. There were some uh, people that came and needed access uh, their weeks prior. And supposedly that was when they set up charges and explosives so that it could be blown up, um, you know, as a controlled demolition. So who... What was who's who do you feel is responsible for it then? If it wasn't in fact, I mean, I think they believe they said Osama bin Laden. Uh, if it wasn't him, then who was it? Um, I think he was the patsy, or you know, Al Qaeda would have been the patsies essentially. But um, they were, you know, I believe they were created by the CIA. If I'm not mistaken, trained the CIA trained them in the 80s to fight Russia. Russian soldiers so uh, really it's not you know you don't look at them and say that that's the entity you look at hey who created this entity who's pulling the strings who's funding uh, where is this coming from so ultimately CIA probably a good documentary about it uh, I thought was Fahrenheit 9-11 by Michael Moore are, are you a fan of Michael Moore uh, he's a character um not really a fan. I'm a fan of some of his documentaries, but yeah. <laughs> so do you have any, any conspiracy theorists you follow or you like? Uh, so Alex Jones actually uh, definitely was probably the first guy that I really started to listen to and follow. Listen to his radio show quite a bit. Um, Infowars? Infowars, mm-hmm. yeah, that's correct. Um, but it was a video of his that he, he, and he's created lots of videos and documentaries. And I I recommend you guys kind of going down the rabbit hole on YouTube with the Alex Jones documentaries. But the one in particular that really kind of cracked the egg wide open for me, kind of started putting some of these pieces together was, uh, end game. It's called end game. Uh, the blue, the end game, the blueprint for global enslavement. Okay. And that pretty much lays a lot of the historical groundwork, um, talks a lot about the Bilderberg conference, uh, just some of the concepts of, you know, what this criminal elite group, uh, is trying to do to the masses. What does the criminal elite group identify themselves as, or what are they labeled as by conspiracy theorists? Like, who are they? Uh, well, they certainly like to cover their tracks and hide themselves. So to say that they have one name is probably, you know, a flaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might say Illuminati. You might say some people just call them the Cabal or the NWO, the New World Order. Mm-hmm. Um, deep State. Um, free. You know, some people will lump them in with the Freemasons and the Templars and these other secret societies, you know. Skull and Bones. Um, there's there's so many, and essentially what those would be is just one one arm on the tentacle, you know. Um, yeah, controlling. So like all these like famous musicians and stuff have been linked to the Illuminati, and my question is like why? Like why would they be? Well, ultimately, I think. And who are a few of them? Uh, well, Jay Z. Let's talk about that. Jay-Z for sure. Um, 
Madonna. Anyone who's honestly, it's anyone who's probably into the darker, you know, the satanic stuff or um, things that you know, just very dark, and it fits the satanic agendas. And uh, Jay, you know, Jay Z, the comparison there, he he's very blasphemous and compares himself, you know, to uh, or, or Kanye West too, you know, compares himself to Jesus and things like that. And, Kanye West, I don't want to go down that road because he's taken on a bit of a transformation in the past little while. So I don't know if he's kind of escaping, you know, part of what he was into or what's going on there. But um, definitely Madonna was a big, big into the ritualistic stuff. You know, you look at some of the awards ceremony shows that she's done. uh, You'll see a lot of symbolism in there. There's a lot of secret society symbolism. So where do they where do they fit into the whole thing? Like, what's their role if, in fact, they are a part of it? Um. So their role basically is to to help brainwash, control, push an agenda, um, distract. Distraction is a big part. You know, uh, distracting the masses. They want people paying attention to rock and roll artists, or you know the latest song that's coming out. They don't want people paying attention to what country's being bombed or, um, you know, these other things that are happening over here. They, they're kind of playing this game of, of distraction. So it's, that's really what it's all about. Phil, you got anything here? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like, you know, like I said earlier, like it just gets you thinking, but, uh, we are at that point again where we need to take a break or we will start to, uh, crash into each other because we're new to podcasts and we really have no clue what we're doing (laughs) but uh let's take a little break here and maybe we'll uh talk about a few of the lighter issues on the back sounds good see you in a bit sounds good And welcome back to What's That Podcast here. We're on the third segment here with, uh, yeah, full show with Michael Shevel up here and Philip Stockley. And I just want to say I appreciate you coming on the show, Mike. You put yourself out there. Um, obviously, people have various opinions on some of the things you say. Probably not easy being a Trump supporter, um, you know, and even having one on the show, we'd probably get killed for. But, um, and like, for me personally... When it comes to politics, I, I'm not really, I don't really identify with a particular party. I find it, you know, I find in Canada, you could, you ask somebody, you know, well, I support NDP, I support liberals, I support conservatives. I'm, to me, I'm, I just, I'm not, I don't really. So it's, it's really funny because like, I like to get the perspective from people who do support different things and ideas that are different than mine. And I think Philip feels the same way. So we definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, if there's any further guests that absolutely hate everything that Mike Shevelop has to say, we'd be welcome to have you on as well. So, <laughs> um, Phil, just go into that, and then Mike, you also wanted you had something you wanted to say here. Well, one thing I'll I'll just jump in right now. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, there's going to be differences of opinions and you know counterpoints and things like that. And I always encourage debate. You know, I think we need to be talking more as opposed to separating ourselves or isolating ourselves from each other's ideas. I think we need to talk, have discussions and really come to common ground. Otherwise, you know, the way things go, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So I'd probably just say like, you know, we've, we've talked about a few things here. I'm sure we could do several podcasts of of different things. Uh, Like for me, I'm like, I don't even know what to, ask you or say because there's so much we could talk about um so maybe i'll just i'll just ask you this last thing and then we will get into uh, a quick uh local corner with our local uh food suggestions and stuff like that but cool so what about what about like a person who might might be listening and now is maybe curious and kind of wants to go down the rabbit hole like what are some good resources or good places to go check out well, uh, definitely you want to go to YouTube first. Uh, there's a few accounts there that I definitely trust. Uh, and 
they're not necessarily kooky or into theories, but they're just, you know, wholesome, reliable sources. So one that I want to plug there is uh, Viva Fry. He's a, a Montreal litigator, and he talks about uh, basically a lawyer's perspective on what's in the news in terms of, of legality and, and law and things like that. And so he's a good resource. Um, another one, of course, I did mention Alex Jones, uh, certainly start cracking the, uh, cracking the egg there with, with his content. Um, conspiracy theory wise though, uh, you'll find the internet's blowing up with a lot of stuff about QAnon. Um, that we could talk about, maybe we'll save, queuing on and that whole stuff for maybe another show because that's that's huge uh, we'll be here for another hour or what <laughs> uh, are there basically any, are there any you'd say like stay away from this person because they kind of are crazy um i'm trying to think of some of them like there's guys like david ick um uh, i haven't listened to him in a while but i think there's some of these guys that believe you know there's certain things that just they have pillars of truth. And then there's just like something, there's one other thing they believe that's kind of like out there. Like the, they believe in the reptilians or something, you know, or they believe in, which you know, we'll make that clear right now. Brogy does not believe that. I don't believe in the reptilians. No, I believe, which, I, I believe Brogy, some, I have, I have I, a theory I on that, but I yeah, you can't label me like that because people just write off what you say instantly. When you say something that's completely, they already wrote you off the minute you said you, supported donald trump so i know it doesn't matter know, at this point <laughs> i wanted to a- they're trained I wanted- they're trained to to not to not like trump i, so I, I wanted to ask you because a lot of people are afraid to share their opinions uh, on certain things and you have always been one that hasn't whether it's been on twitter facebook and wherever anytime right I'll share exactly what is the like what are some of the opposition that you have got like what are some of the worst stuff people have said or do the people private message you on the side or just in the comment section? Uh, I don't get a lot of private messages. Uh, I will be pretty stubborn replying to comments and should know. I know better, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll, I'll just have these, you know, arguments or debates, you know, via comments and it, eventually you pr- provide enough facts and then there's no comments coming back. And the comments that you get back are all, um, you know, insults or they don't really say anything. You know, you're an idiot or, you know, you're, you know, dumb or, you know, whatever. I don't even know. It's just foolishness, right? It's just immaturity. So I don't really pay too much attention to that stuff. Have you had friends in the past on Facebook who simply just said, you know what, I've had enough. I can't follow you anymore. Um, There's some that I've, you know, friends that I've had on Facebook that are opposed to a lot of the things that I say and I'll... I'll poke and prod and eventually, you know, sometimes, you know, they're not on my friend list. (laughs) So (laughs) it is what it is. And I don't mean any harm, but I'm not going to let someone a, you know, if I'm, if I'm on their, in in their feed and and I'm seeing their stuff and I I see something that I can bring a fact to maybe counterpoint something that they post, I'm going to post it because I don't want them sharing what I would consider disinformation or false information. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll I'll be stubborn and I'll get in there and then I'll probably get banned, <laughs> <laughs> get blocked. Do you find that's even yeah. worse now with like cancel culture? Yeah, it's it's bad. Like now, I'll I'll reply to something and it's you know just kind of a normal take on something or even a, a normal question. Someone will reply with a bit of an insult and then they're you're blocked instantly. Yeah. Or they, they, they come back with a point that you have a counterpoint to, but they've blocked you, and now you can't even give your counterpoint. And it's, so it's kind of and, and then they win in their eyes, right? Yeah, and then they keep going on, per, you know, in that cycle. Just ugh, yeah, it muddies the waters. I've, I've, it's like it's like dealing with Oiler fans, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, you offend their team, we say something, they'll block. You. Yeah. Yeah, we talked with our guest. Our guest, no, lot. an Oilers fan wouldn't. Absolutely, block you. you're it's a not, dirty Oilers not... fan, aren't you? You what? might, you might dirty? see, yeah, you might see Brogy on TV. He has like front row seats, and he like gets the camera in his face like every time the Oilers score. I went <laughs> yeah, to a game I, once. I guess I'll. I went I'll to a game with right him now. once, and people are like sending me pictures of myself. That's true. For the listeners out there, um, 
we're still hoping for a season, but if so, playoffs are coming. You are uh, section one twenty two, row three. <laughs> I do you remember, Hit Phil? Do you remember when Brogy <laughs> said that he was boycotting the NHL, and then we saw him, we saw a picture of him at the game with his yeah. big like boiler's <laughs> finger and like wig yeah. on and stuff. Like <laughs> we were calling you a puppet. So, <laughs> Wasn't it opening night though? I don't know whether I it was you said night. you were done with the NHL. I'm never buying. You uh, say you're done with the Oilers, because, probably because his team was out of the playoffs for like 50, yeah. 15 of you the last. You know the details escape me. You're at the next game. The details escape me, but yes, I probably did spend two hundred dollars in the Oilers store that night. Probably. Didn't we go to? That sounds that sounds legit. Didn't okay. Didn't I? There was a time I think you and Phil were at a game, and I think I was at a game. Didn't we meet up after? Yeah, it was the Rangers game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that's right. I went to the game with. Um, it's funny. I went to the game with a, a guy, and then there was two two of his buddies were there, and so he had kind of brought me on. Uh, his name is Alec, and so we went. But Alec got like incredibly ill and left, so I sat at this game. With the two guys I didn't even know. Anyways, found out you guys were at the game. We met up. Where did we go after? Because we took the LRT South, didn't we? We well, we came back to the South Side. We went to the the we went to the Boston Pizza on 111th and 23rd. Yeah, that was the night. That was okay. the night you spent thirteen hundred dollars on Oilers gear, like you were six years old. <laughs> uh, well, it's an investment, you know. I mean. I'm a collector now of Oilers. He's got to so. get the he's got to get the item of the game every time. If it's cool, yeah. I mean, they do have their stuff where you're just shaking your head and you're like, "Come on, guys!" <laughs> but no, no, it's for the most part, yeah. Brogy's gonna open his own Oilers store. <laughs> Eventually, I'm you're gonna see me on Canadian pickers, and they're gonna be bartering with me to get my Oilers stuff. Yes, that's gonna the happen. Milan Lucic teddy bear. I know you did. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Otherwise, I for sure would have bought like three. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny! All right, shift shifting gears here for a second. So, Brogy, did you try Seth's Pizza? So I know I said I, I told you when you I was asking about when I'm going to be on. I'm like I'm going to try Seps and I'm going to give a review. I didn't get to Seps, and I'll tell you why. Um, for whatever reason, with this virus thing that's going around. Everything at the grocery store is like super cheap. I don't know. Are you seeing like d- meats on sale like half price? No, because it's got coronavirus. In it. I don't know what I'm. <laughs> From that maybe I'm just lucky at my local whatever. grocery store. Yeah. Plug in the Safeway, um, but yeah, I had like a lot of stuff in the fridge that I needed to cook. So, um, so what do you? What do you? What's your go-to when you're cooking, Brogy? Tell me that. Um, for a bachelor guy like myself, Mister Noodle. Um, by by the way, like not... he just said, Brogy is uh single and ready to mingle, ladies. I don't know about ready to mingle. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. This virus situation. There's just works taking my focus. Um, yeah, but there's a away. question for anyway. you, bro. Why is the internet suck in Edmonton? Yeah. Um. It doesn't. I don't know. I mean, if you're having a problem with your internet, you might need to get a service call or Brogy, something. Brogy, Brogy works for a company who gives you internet and <laughs> provides internet and cable. So we won't say the name, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. Great company, take, though. Great, take a great. wild guess. I, I can tell you I don't subscribe with that company. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, we got to talk. We'll, t- we'll take that we'll t- off. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. It's staying. Okay. So I want to tell you guys about a place I went to this week. And, like, I'm actually kind of ashamed because I am probably, like, getting fatter and fatter as this coronavirus goes on. uh, Because, unfortunately, I think I said it in a recent episode that I am an emotional eater. Uh, When I feel down, I eat and I feel better, uh, which really sucks. I'm with you, bud. We're all all in the same boat. (laughs) Trust me. So I tried... Ohana Donutry. It's a donut shop uh, on 80th Ave and Gateway Boulevard. And the donuts were amazing. So went and checked them out. Uh, everybody, everybody in my family had a donut. And yeah, so check them out. Really, really good. Uh, you order online and then they give you a pickup time. They text you when your donuts are ready. 
they say they're like Hawaiian style donuts. So they're like a cinnamon sugar. Like they're, they kind of taste like in between of like a yeast and a cake donut. Uh, but you can get them filled with like either chocolate, vanilla or coconut. And uh, they're definitely delightful. And I recommend giving them a whirl. I can second that actually. They, uh, because technically I'm work for an essential service. Uh, so they, they actually provided donuts for, for us. They actually did a fundraiser and uh, raised some money to, uh, that bought donuts for frontline and essential workers. And there you we, go. we got lucky. We got lucky. Amazing we got some place. donuts. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Have you tried no, I feel like my blood sugar would go through the roof. Uh, I, I have to stay away from the sweets. I already risk it with the pizza and some of the other wonderful carbs <laughs> in my life. But uh, yeah, I, I, I did my review of Northern Chicken. I tried that. Oof, it's on yeah. my list. It wasn't bad. I yeah. tried. I had the mini sandwich, which I feel like is just kind of like, you know, have this just to get you by. But uh, I went to go get their fried chicken sandwich, and they were sold out. So the thing with them is, you kind of got to get it while they still have it. Otherwise, they sell out. They sell out for the day, which I I do appreciate actually, because you know it gives you know you know you're getting something fresh at least. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. And I, I did my my review on steak from Real Deal Meats. Yeah, I've been to Real yeah, Deal. Real Deal Meats has unbelievable homemade hot dogs. Oh yeah, you guys go to Real Deal? I well, I mean, I don't. I go to uh, actually uh, Darcy's in St. Albert. Jimmy goes to Dirty. Oh, hit me! It's a lot closer, and it's not dirty. <laughs> Darcy's is actually really good. It's up there. It's them and Real Deal are you know they're on par. Well, they're yeah, St. they're in St. Albert, so it's good. But I have been to Real Deal. But if you haven't tried Real Deal's hot dogs, Phil, do you remember Real Deal's hot dogs? Yeah, oh. like they're the best. Incredible. Yeah, their hamburgers with the uh, with like the bacon bits and cheese like in the patty already. Like, have you done it? Have you tried it, Brogy? You gonna come on a food review with us? We're gonna go on a tear once this thing's right. over, boys. Well, we're... We're... I've been trying to. I was trying to go on a tear even <laughs> right now, and then you wouldn't. You guys didn't want to go. Well, for we said we would go. We just have to make sure we do the social distancing. I was gonna bring a hockey stick, so it'll be hockey stick length away. And I think we could do it. Get a couple camping chairs and sit, you know, just sit somewhere and do the food review. Mm-hmm. I think that's more than acceptable. It's not like you're, we're going to be, you know. Yeah, but then you're on the news or on Are the parks media. even open right now? People are, people are taking your picture. No, no. So, so saying, come on, Edmonton. Like, <laughs> no. Can we go to Horlack Park and just sit under, you know, one of the picnic tables? Like end to end, kind of like six well, feet I think. Well, thing? I they don't recommend you touch any equipment, but what they said you can do, I think it's gatherings of seven or less and it's like two meters or six feet apart or something like that. I think that's honestly the mandate. Can you do it at the park or do they, they probably have it all taped off? I don't think Horlax. I don't think, I don't think, no, I don't think a lot of the parks are taped off. There's a lot of the walking trails in around my house and even like Bo Maris is open. There's people walking everywhere. Oh, the old people have retaken the streets. I'll tell you this. <laughs> they are ever. Don't go near Sherwood Park because they are out. Well, all the walking trails people are out. I don't see why you couldn't honestly, on a particular walking trail, just put a couple of camping chairs and put them far apart and just rock out a food review. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking we need to be under like a canopy of some kind. Bro, so we can't be where the coronavirus is going to get us. That's going to get us if we're underneath the canopy, you know? <sighs> Well, you can't uh, look at each well, other either because it starts <laughs> out of your eyes and people. Oh, so, yeah, speaking of which, did you see the little chart that they had on that the task force shared the other day with the half-life of coronavirus? No. It dies 90 seconds in sunlight above 70, 70 or 75 degrees Fahrenheit and higher. Just, it dies in like Which is why seconds. we're injecting light into our bodies, right? <laughs> So, Let's get into that just really or, quickly. Or first Trump, of all, Trump, or I'll tweet, I'll tweet a video. I'll tweet a video on the podcast showing the technology. It's called it's called okay. Heal Light. What they do is the um, the tube that goes in the trachea yeah. or whatever the the ventilator tube. They put a UV light inside yeah. that tube, so as the person's getting ventilation, that UV light is killing the virus that's in like the, the, the bronchial tube or the, 
you know, the trachea, the windpipes, the upper, upper is, lung. Is this the same so thing that Donald Trump cleanse. was talking about where everyone went wild, where he was talking about injecting bleach and disinfectant? Like, what was that all about? Um, so I don't think he ever said anything about injecting bleach. And this is where if you go to Viva Fry's YouTube account, he, he's and he's been really good about kind of posting some of this fake mm-hmm. news stuff. He shows the clip of the task force briefing. It shows exactly what Trump says. And then basically says, how can you, you know, take this from what he said? Because it's, it's totally mm-hmm. spin. It's, it's, yeah, it's meant to make him look bad. But really, he was, I think, being sarcastic to a journalist or something about the disinfectant or the bleach or something. But uh, the UV light, he was being serious and people mocked and ridiculed him for it. And turns out they're actually doing it and they're trying to implement it's, it. It's so, it's so shocking Just, to me. Yeah. This is the part that was very shocking to me. If you go back to that election, not to bring it up, not to bring it up again, but like this guy, like with all the people that hate him or, or oppose him, like, how did he win? Uh, let me tell you, I've never prayed harder in my life. Uh, just knowing the alternative mm-hmm. of Hillary, but he won because of the grassroots. I mean, you Where? see his, you see his, um, you know, his rallies and just how people showed up and just the, you know, and they're good people and they get painted with such, you know, if you're in a red hat, I mean, you're branded just all these horrible things. You look at the the Covington Catholic school kids, you know, who were branded racist because just because he was standing and smiling at the, you know, the native guy banging mm-hmm. his drum, you know, and he was labeled a racist uh, and so- all because he had the MAGA hat. So we're, we're opening another can of worms. Oh yeah. But my question, my last, like, this will be my last question and then I'll let Jimmy Mm -hmm. wrap it up. But what would America look like if Hillary did win today? Um, what do you think? What do you think? I think a lot more freedoms would have eroded. I think the economy would be even worse. I think they'd be more in line with the globalist agenda. Um, it's it would be dark. Let me tell you, I I would think they might even have. Is that things, bad? Uh, yeah, like like. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think about it because she would have like weaponized drones in the sky. Like, it would, people would be on the control grid, lockdown. Like, it would just be like their Lizard plan. They would everywhere. they would be full on implementing their plan to subvert America. Big time. So my last question. Biblical, biblical proportions, boys. That's what it would be. It would be like to where something that God has to step in because he's like, no, I'm not letting it happen. Okay. So my last question is I I wanted to bring this individual up uh, earlier and we, this probably could open up a whole new episode, but like uh, the one guy who was trying to run for president, Andrew Yang, have you, what's your sort of opinion on him? Uh, I think he was just doing that more for publicity. Um, and I think he wanted to see what was the appetite for this thousand dollar. What is a thousand? Yeah, he had he had a lot of different kind of outside the box ideas that were. And was he running under yeah. Democrat? Was he a Democrat? I can't remember. He he was yeah he was Demo- he was in the Democratic mm-hmm. Party yeah. While we're but, at it, what did you yeah. think about Joe Exotic running for president? <laughs> so I haven't really. I've seen what one. <laughs> two episodes of oh this man wait now it take it takes uh, off i feel like it's already yeah. been spoiled i feel like everything's been spoiled yeah. already but i i don't know i still uh, there's so much more important stuff to watch and you know that's a perfect example this tiger <laughs> king how fast does that go around the world where everybody it be, just becomes a, a viral thing that everybody has to spend their time watching and in your eyes a distraction a distraction Absolutely. The more time people are watching Tiger King or on Netflix, the less time people are watching task force briefings on how to prevent COVID spread and, you know, other important things that we yeah, should be well, focused on. Yeah, well, bro. Well, now that, we've, now that we've distracted people for an hour, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jimmy. What well, you I think, think but... Tiger King was pretty good, Brogan. You should take a break from uh, the old tinfoil hat you wear <laughs> and maybe watch an episode. I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. Well, I've seen two. Uh, you know, I'll eventually, when there's a lull in priority stuff, I'll. I'll uh, it's I'll all good, Brogy. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Even though we maybe uh, agree with half of the stuff you say, you're still a good friend of ours. And uh, it's always nice to have someone who 
doesn't always have the same views as everyone else out there. That's what makes for good podcasting. So once again, thank you for coming on the show, bro. Hey, I'm happy to be here, guys. Thanks for treating me like royalty. Uh, yeah, looking let forward us, to the next uh, one. And everybody, let us know if you want Brogy back because we can bring him back. Yeah, real we and let us know. Give us your thoughts on Brogy Bear. We'll put something on Instagram and Twitter if you listen to the episode. Uh, don't hold back. He likes to hear it. Okay, so and, and he, send he, in. He follows. You guys should all. I'll follow these guys on Twitter. Uh, what's the chat? Or what is it? It's what's uh, the, what's the chat? P O one. I don't know. That's just the handle they gave me. So. Okay. If you look well, up what's well, yeah, the chat, go yeah. on the Twitter. I'll be posting some things there, so there'll be some, you know, added bonus content there for anyone who's interested. And but you guys definitely yeah, should we'll subscribe make... to the show. Our audio has probably gone to crap by now because we're twenty-five minutes. <laughs> it's into all right. The segment. Sounds right. clear as a bell. It always me, does. Right? So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> is that how it works? Sorry, I'm and then we too. get all excited, and then we listen to it, and we're like, "Jimmy, why did you interrupt?" Yeah, that's what me it sounds like. That's okay. All right, boys, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Mike, thanks for being on the show, and uh, we will see you guys next week if we still have followers. Take care. Take care. <laughs>